Hello, everybody. Before we start today's podcast, I just want to talk about our charity spotlight, magickids.org. Magickids.org is a 501c3 charity based out of Rochester, Minnesota. They have a goal of putting your unused cards to work to help educate kids on how to play Magic the Gathering. They believe teaching a kid Magic the Gathering will help them with important life skills like critical thinking, reading, and math. They send out these kits from your donated cards called Magic Kits eh, to volunteer teachers and mentors to use to then teach the kids. The, the teachers and mentors use the Magic Kids curriculum called Sort, Build, Play. And what that is, is when the teachers receive the kits, the kids then go through the kits to sort the cards to become more familiar with the cards, see what they like. They then use those cards that they like to build a deck, and then they use those decks to play each other. Sort, build, play. Now, there are a couple ways that you can help out Magic Kids by donating your unused cards, sending some money their way, or becoming a volunteer, mentor, or teacher. To learn more about them and get some more information on how to donate your cards, money, or your time, go check them out at magickids.org or follow them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And from that, let's hit the intro. Welcome, Welcome to This Week in MTG with your host, Matt Olson. Welcome to This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. I am your host, Matt Olson. Here with me tonight is Danny Oakstead. What's up? Next to me also is JB. Hi there. So we got some news and stuff to bring to you. I'm going to give you the breakdown of how this podcast is going to be laid out. We're going to start off by giving you your weekly finance update because everybody likes to know how their cards are priced out. Going to talk about past weekend events, which has a little twist compared to last time. Then we're going to talk about upcoming events. Going to dive into the news, the meat and potatoes, and then finish off with a deck of the week. So jumping into finance, we go off of MTG Stocks. MTG Stocks has this great article that they come out with once a week called their weekly winners. They update it on Friday, so we record Monday. Prices may have changed between then and now, which they have. So we're going to start off and tell you about Lazav the Multifarious. This card has seen a 216% increase. This thing was a buck 50 and it's now sitting at 668. Man, let me tell you, a little sad that this card has now jumped up. But the reason why this card has been jumping up is because of some Kethis combo decks in Pioneer. That whole recurring legendaries from your graveyard... And then also with the release of Theros, the Titans, the synergy with that is just four colorless mana to make your Lazava Titan attack triggers with your Croxos. Next up on the weekly winners, we have Niv-Mizzet Reborn, who has seen a 110% increase, who is now sitting just shy of 10 bucks at 983 This card has been putting up some pretty good results on Pioneer Online Leagues, showing up with 5-0s and actual 8-0s as well. Uh, it's been doing so good of just like casting this thing and getting multicolored spells. Like the utility of just drawing cards from Niv Mizzet is solid and putting up results. Keep an eye on this. If you got them, hold on maybe a little bit. Maybe now might be a good time to be picking some up. And last but not least, 
Hmm, I feel like I mentioned this one last week. <laughs> we have Yagmoth, Thran Physician, who has seen a 97.78% increase, who's sitting just shy of $20. Last week, the uh, last week Yagmoth was just under 10 bucks, And after Aaron Barich put up uh, the Knoxville win with her Golgari Yagmoth deck, it just spiked up so much. So, thank you for that deck. This was a good palette cleanser from Oko's before bannings and stuff. And this deck just still looks super cool to me of just like undying triggers, draw cards, and just grind your opponent away with this with with your plan of blood artists and strangle root geists yagmoth just like straight up card value and now from the weekly winners there are also going to be some cheaper pickups that we get from that and from that i pass it over to jb all right so to start off with our budget picks we've got glimmer void coming in at seven dollars and twenty cents for record low and going down hard this is a card that, uh, at end of turn, if you control no artifacts, you got to sacrifice Glimmer Void, but then it taps and adds one mana of any color to your mana pool. So artifact decks like uh, Brea, or if you want Shroom for EDH and stuff like that, maybe start looking to, up, uh, to put this in your mana. Next up, we have Questing Beast, coming in at $17.89 for a record low and going down. I'm surprised that this card's dropping. Or at least as, as as hard as it has. Yeah, the text box on this thing just says that it should... It's a mile long. Don't kid yourself. Yeah. It, it does so much, but standard decks and stuff, they're just like more interested in what's coming with Theros more. Though, to be fair, like Questing Beast has been dropping since like November. Well, I mean, nobody plays standard anyway, but that's besides the point. Yeah, tell that to the <laughs> thousands of people on Arena. I'm on Arena, and I don't play Standard. Yeah, there's a thing called Historic now. Yeah. Touche. And pretty soon Pioneer. Uh, Pioneer. Hopefully. Yeah. Might get me back into Arena. I don't know. Come on, Wizards. We know you're working at it. Cross our fingers. And then eight-person cube, or eight-person drafts. That's where it's at. We covered that. All right. So coming up in, last but not least, number three, Rankle, Master of Pranks. Coming in at $8.14, record low and going down. I mean, I don't know if I would consider it a record low. It's been a fairly uh, fairly straight curve here. Plateaued card. Just kind of like the small incremental downshift that it's showing. It's a solid card. I think this is not like bad at all. Like, no, it's a fun mono, card. Mono Black Devotion is probably going to love something like this if you got like. Oh yeah, I mean they have been running it. This is, you know, I found a home in there for a while. Uh, would this be like part of that standard eight rack deck that you were talking? The Pioneer eight rack deck I was you were say, talking I don't, about? You, nobody plays standard. That Pioneer <laughs> eight rack deck. Uh, it's a good possibility. And then that closes off our finance section. So. If you're looking to pick up some cards, like you're like, oh man, like I really want this card, but it's too much. There is a site called TCG Sniper that I'd like to point out for y'all. It was brought up on the podcast a while ago. Rob's did an interview with the owners and they are a great source of where you just like plug in a link from TCG Player, the card that you want, set in your desired price of where you want it to be to where you'd want it to pick it up. 
and you'll get notifications when that card starts to get at that price. And actually, I, I've been using it. I did it to get uh, a couple Royal Scions and stuff that were under 10 bucks, and I picked up like four or five. So solid site. And this was back when it was like sitting at like between $15, $13. So jumped under 10 and I jumped in on that. Also, as a side note, you can use it for sealed product too. Yeah. I've got master's boxes on alert on there. Yeah. Go check them out. They're a great site. Like if you're looking to save money, it's worth it. Sign up, make an account. Definitely worth it because I was alerted to a nice Black Friday sale on master's boxes that I had no idea was going on. Oof. Oh, yeah. That's good. Uh, they were good deals too. can never go wrong with Black Friday deals. From finances, we move over to our previous weekend event results. And with that, we had no SEG tour and no Magic Fest. But fret not. We do have MTGO challenges and preliminary results, which are also very good, very good points to look at for what decks are getting played, what people are brewing and stuff. And this is kind of important, especially with the modern challenges, to see what decks are starting to surface after post-ban Oko and Mox Opal. But we'll start off with the Pioneer preliminary results. So in this prelim, there was two decks that went 5-0. and oh. uh, The first one was a green-black Soul Flare, a Soul Flare uh, piloted by T- Tomb Simon, and the other, a Niv Delight, piloted by a Mull Drifter. There's that Niv Delight putting up 5-0 results, man. And that Grim Flare, Flailer one is pretty cool. Uh, it's... Uh, yeah, it's definitely not a not a fun deck to play against. So with that green black soul flailer deck, like this card is legit awesome. Everyone was like super excited about this card when Pioneer got announced. It is black black four for a four four creature demon with delve. If a creature card with flying was exiled when soul flayer's delve ability, soul flailer game or has flying. The same is true for first strike, double strike, death touch. Haste, Hexproof, Indestructible, Lifelink, Reach, Trample, and Vigilance. Keyword, soup galore with this guy. So the main thing is just like, pitch a bunch of keyword cards to your graveyard, cast Soul Flailer, which is then really hard to kill. So that's really cool that that's like putting up like results of 5-0s. Well, I can can believe it. I've played against this deck a couple times at League, and yeah, it's, it's fast, it's not fun. And it beats you down. Some of their uh, some of their top uh, pioneer decks that are showing results. Of course, we got Mono Black Aggro. We got Is It Phoenix making some uh, making some light here, and th- th- these ones are f- decks that went four one. Mono White Humans are actually putting up some results as well. Got another Niv to Light, Mono Green Stompy. The diversity here is like super cool. Pioneer is like has so many different types of decks that can be played. So from the Pioneer results, let's go talk about the modern challenge from MTGO. Uh, We had first place was taken by Demir Control deck piloted by Saltai for life. Demir Control. Blue can die. (laughs) And second place was Ezra's Control piloted by... May you take you take guesses his name. Well, first off, it's Azorius Control. Well, I'm sorry, I was speech impediment. <laughs> I can't read words. It was piloted by Zyrio. Sure. Sorry if we butchered your name. 
We apologize. But yeah, no, these two decks are like super interesting. Like, th- So this is modern. After Oko and Opal have been banned, this top eight was extremely diverse. Like we had Ad Nauseam actually putting up results and making it into the top eight. We got Gruel Eldrazi. Eldrazi Tron, of course, because Eldrazi Tron is just going to be doing stuff. Uh, Humans also made in the top eight. Company Combos also did. But uh, with that, Azori's Control, one little thing. It did not have the Stoneforge Mystic Package with Batterskull in that thing at all. Uh, It was Timely Reinforcements and Winds of Abandon, which is kind of cool deck tech. I really like Winds of Abandon as the Cyclonic Rift of Path to Exile. Oh, yeah. No, I love that card. Being able to overload the whole field and exiling their board, it's great. And what, they get, like, a land off of that if they have four for, creatures? Uh, for each one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, totally. Like, not too many modern decks are going to be running that excessive amount of basics and stuff. Yeah. So, it's just... Well, and, I mean, when you're overloading it, you're pretty much overloading it to swing in for lethal. So, it's, hey, search for your land. I'm killing you anyway. With the uh, the top deck, Demir Control, I want to bring this up. Like, this this list, I'm a Demir player at heart so much and this is so cool to see that it made it top uh top in the mtgo challenges this thing had a place at a creeping tar pit and i love that card because it's just like reeks of magic attrition at its finest just grind the game away also had the nars set with gyre reach sanitarium land where it's just like pay pay uh, tap to tap the reach sanitarium and it's pretty much your opponent discards a card on their turn. Yep, the guy reach lock. Yep, it's good. And then it had uh, two Jace, the Mind Sculptor, three Lilies, two Drown of the Locks. Drown of the Lock is something that I've always been part partial to as well. Just blue-black. Countering and killing things just for two mana. But uh, we're going we're gonna to leave it there before we just continue, before I continue to gush over this deck anymore because it's so good. I may have to uh, be making some builds and stuff. From there, we're going to talk about the upcoming events. On January 24th through the 26th, Magic Fest, New Jersey, uh, with main event being a GP Theros Limited, and an assortment of different events on all other formats going on during the weekend. Um, there's also an SCG Tour hiatus that's going on, um, but there will be several IQs going on this weekend from Florida to Missouri to Ontario. With Magic Fest New Jersey, if you're interested in going, go to cfb.events, check it out, check the schedule, see the vendors, sign up if you want to go. Just uh, just putting that in there. Now with the events all taken care of, we're going to talk about the news, and we got some news quickies here for you guys. For all you arena players out there, there is a code where you can get three free arena packs of... Theros Beyond Death, if you use play Theros in the redeem code search, in the redeem code search, you get three free Theros Beyond Death boosters with that. So if you haven't done it, go do it. It's it's three free packs. Like, why would you not do that? Yeah, it's like $15 worth. (laughs) $15 for free. Why wouldn't you? Or 3,000 coins, essentially. So with. The pre-release that happened this last weekend, Theros Beyond Death pre-release. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that here real quick. Who all went to that? I did. Not I. 
Unfortunately, I had other plans, so I wasn't able to make it. But Theros pre-release happened. There was it was uh, all the results and stuff online of people talking about their cards, their pulls, their awesomeness that they did. Super exciting. Pre-release was always a good time to like check out new cards, and people definitely seemed hype about it. JB, what did you uh, what did you draft? What did you do in your sealed? Well, I started out with a Bant Enchantment Matters deck. Um, after first round, it was a tough round loss. I ended up shaving the green out. <clears throat> so it ended up being blue-white. But it worked pretty good. It was pretty legit. Uh, that uh, Transcendent Envoy, pretty sick card. Was it really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That did a lot of work. I killed a couple people with that card. Sick. Nothing. Like, it's a one-two flyer that makes auras cost one generic less, so it really helps enable things. Yeah, with the set that had a bunch of auras and stuff, like there's there's a couple like color generic ones. Uh, there's that flash one that gives it hexproof and then has plus one plus one in blue. If I'm not mistaken, did you have that one? No, but I had uh, two staggering insights, and they Ooh. did a lot of work. <laughs> Those yep. cards. Yup. Nothing like Mesh and Spirit Link and Curious Obsession. No. Nothing wrong with that at all. Man, like the, the comparison with that is totally like uh, un, Unflinching Courage, and that's three mana. And this is two mm-hmm. for a lifelink and draw a card. And that was three for trample lifelink. Yep. This one, I don't know. In my opinion, is a little superior. No, and uh, Sentinel's Eyes, I tell you what, I was a little leery about the escape mechanic, but Sentinel's Eyes was a great card. I was able to escape that thing a couple times. It's pretty solid. Escape mechanic pretty is solid. super cool. It's the new Delve, in my opinion, I think. But aside from that, we're going to continue on with these quickies because that was more than a quickie right there. Pre-release goers, uh, pre-release goers could have noticed that inside their booster packs, Wizards put in a new ad card for Ikora, Lair of Behemoths. And if you look at the card... In the art depicts, I'll do my best to describe here on this audio medium, not a visual medium, there's a picture of these large beasts with horns that look like bears, wolves mixed, just like charging out from the horizon. And then on a rock, we see a potentially familiar face holding a bow. Hasn't been confirmed, but people are definitely speculating that that's Vivian, uh, Vivian Reed on there coming from Ikora. And also with that little side note, uh, Ikora is going to have a full story released pretty soon and not just like a story summary according to Mark Rosewater uh, from his blog talk there. And the last quickie I'd like to talk about is I'd like to talk about Channel Fireball finally announced their next batch of formats for their Magic Fest 2020 schedule. I think they left off in April was uh, their last, uh, the last stuff that we had information for of what the formats were going to be. But it's still a smattering of standard, modern, team limited, pioneer, all up through August 7th is what we have the formats for. Uh, go check that out at cfb.events. They'll be the pretty much right on the headline of all the upcoming events with their format, the current up-to-date formats. Everything after August 7th has yet to be released. We'll probably get more of that later this year. Last week, we didn't cover this. Figured now is a good time to talk about it. There was information dropped about Matt, uh, Wizards' new mobile game called Mana Strike. It's going to be a tower rush game, 
popularized by those who know Clash Royale. Information has come out about this. There's going to be characters in the game from the iconic planeswalkers of Nyssa, Chandra, Gideon. The Gatewatch. Yeah, Gatewatch is on there. Uh, there's also going to be, you know, Gar- uh, Garrick, Tamio, all the planeswalkers. Enough said about that. But uh, beta is out for some people to go test out. I think beta is closed, and I don't think there's... Yeah, everything we looked up, there's no information to, like, sign up for their beta. If Sorry, you missed out. Oh, but man. It is going to be getting released. There hasn't been a release date yet, but we will definitely keep you informed from here. Uh, apparently, it's going to have a few special events, including a draft mode, where players can go back and forth picking cards from the same pool. And whatever you don't pick can be picked by your opponent. You know, same normal draft rules, whatever. Um, they didn't have a ton of time to explore it. Key was very long, so, I mean, that's good, I guess. That means there's a lot of interest in it. Yeah, this Mana Strike stuff is going to be pretty cool to check out for sure. Oh, yeah. No no date known at the time for um, exit and closed beta. Uh, next thing we'd like to talk about here is uh, Scott Larrabee posted about some tournament rules updates and some infraction procedure guides uh tournament rule updates we'll be posting in the link or in the description down below where you can find the 54 page tournament rules which will go over some of the infraction procedure guides that have been updated and stuff right now just a couple a couple of them you want to get more into it if you're really serious about grinding and stuff in tournaments Go check out the full thing. So some of the quick hits that were brought up here, some things that happened uh, uh, quoted, if you took a mulligan and only drew six cards and put one on the bottom, then started the game that way, there wasn't actually an infraction infraction to handle it. We updated mulligan procedure error to make it a game rule violation, which means when it's discovered, the player will draw a card. So kind of a way to like, Help, a per, uh, help the player out in case they messed up there. And then another one of quick topic is this, th- th- this one we were talking before the podcast and we were trying to like figure out uh, fully what we think it means, but we'll re- uh, I'll read it here. Uh, f- uh, quote, deck problems ignore cards that are handed out as part of the tournament, parentheses, think those sweet magic fest lightning bolts, close parentheses that are being sorted in the decks box. After all, where else are you going to put them? But a Magic Fest today isn't just a tournament, and you might still have them in your decks deck box when you shift over to other tournaments and events. That's okay now. So when we were talking about it, apparently this was a thing. What we thought is a thing is people would be taking these cards, giving out as rewards or gifts, putting them in their deck box that they're using their deck to play with and people were calling them out for not having the actual deck in the deck box and like something with with people not liking having on those cards in the box like definitely could have been fixed by just people putting them in a separate box or whatever but you're at a tournament you just got like so much space and stuff to like deal with so apparently it's okay now you don't have to worry about mixing those cards like just having them sit in with your deck box now of your deck that you're playing with. Again, just hit a couple of those. Link the whole thing in the description below. Go check it out if you are very serious about it. There's a lot of stuff here. 
and also some super big news that we just received on January 16th. Wizards announced their next Secret Lair drop series called Yay. Year of the Rat. <laughs> so much enthusiasm. I'm not a whale. <laughs> That's true. So this new drop series is going to include, you guessed it, rat cards. Very iconic cards that are rats. And they have Marinar, Pack Rat, Ink Eyes, Servant of Oni, and Rat Colony. Also in there, you're going to be getting arena codes for those, but there are a few regions that will not get the arena codes. Uh, this set depicts rat cards as uh, bringing items to gatherings for all their uh, rat family, rat friends, to celebrate the Lunar New Year because this year is the year of the rat. Just like with the previous drop series, there's only a 24-hour window for you to pre-order these cards, and that starts at January 27th at 9 a.m. Pre-orders are going are uh, starting at $39.99. If you're interested in getting some awesome rat art, I've looked at these cards. Honestly, the the art on it looks pretty sick. I I don't know. I might be tempted to like look and buy in it. This that uh, Inkai uh, Inkai Servant of Oni art, super cool. So uh, if you're interested, go to secretlayer.wizards.com to place your order. January 27th at 9 a.m. They start. The sooner you get in there, you'll have a better chance to receive your drop series earlier because they have a set amount already printed out for those that get like in there early and then those who order they'll print those out and they'll just take a little bit longer to get sent to you you think they'll include the stained glass planeswalkers with these ones too Ooh, that's a good question if they're gonna like do a surprise thing in there like it was done before well they haven't used all of them yet either I don't know. I don't think they're going to do like stained glass planeswalkers in a rat pack. Like maybe they would do some stained glass like mono black ones. Like maybe we get maybe Liliana, Lily. yeah, yep. Liliana Dreadhorde General. Maybe we get a Davriel. Yeah. See, uh, get an Obnixilis as well. Ooh, it's a possibility. Yep. Not confirmed. Speculating here. We apologize. We're a news podcast. I think we're going to close off the news thereabouts, and we're going to. Jump over to Deck of the Week. This week's Deck of the Week is a vampire budget deck for Modern. Uh, it was posted up on Archideck.com by Shoesix. Pretty sure it's Shoesix. And get it. This thing is super budget. You can get it for $19. Us here at This Week in MTG, we just want to like have everybody think about different decks. Like what to do to what get in, grind away, and just have a good time. You know, everybody gets tired of like seeing some potential net decks. And especially now with the modern format changed up with the bannings and stuff, like who knows? You get a budget vampire deck, you start putting some upgrades and stuff in it. Like a $20 price point's not bad at all. No, especially for modern. I mean, this looks like it's a uh, pretty decent entry-level deck. Oh, definitely. This is... Your standard vampire package, you got Stromkirk Nobles, Stromkirk Captains, Falconrath Exterminators. Everybody loves a good vampire Nighthawk, the classic vampire Nighthawk. And then it also has some uh, control aspects in here of having three duress, 
And surprisingly, this one's interesting. Archetype of aggression in here to give your tr creatures trample and your opponent's creatures lose trample. So the whole thing is just like vampires synergizing off each other, getting big, getting plus one, plus one counters, and just beating wholesale ass. And also keeping removal up on hand with lightning strike, ultimate price, victim of, victim of the night. And like a pretty good starting point for sure for a vampire deck with total easy, cheap includes. Lightning strike can be changed over to lightning bolts. Dresses could be inquisitions, not thought seizes. Those are way too expensive now. Way too expensive. Or you can even go with that new uh, oh, remorseful the Spectre Shriek. Spectre Shriek. Yeah. I was thinking uh, uh, remorseful antagonizing remorse. The new two C's. Turn two thought mm, Yep. Red black vampires has always been fun. Like this was one of the first decks when I started playing Magic that I saw in our in my group and stuff to play. So we'll link this one also if you want to like check it out. It's a cool deck of the week. With deck of the week out of the way, I think we're going to close this podcast out. Y'all got anything else to add in on this? Thanks for listening. Keep on listening. See you next week. And hit that outro. Thanks, guys, again for listening to this podcast. Please go to thisweekinmtg.com for more information. You can also subscribe on your favorite platform like Spotify, Apple, or Google, or even any of the other platforms that are out there. We're literally everywhere. On Tuesday, every Tuesday, we're going to have new information. Wait, what's going on? It's Matt again. Did he just crack an Oko? Probably. Does he know that it's banned in every format, basically? Probably not. We're not going to tell him. I think we should keep it this way. Let's do it. Wow. Did you guys see this Oko? Oh, God.